This is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman from the Premier Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Bill provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman. Good morning and welcome to the Big O Money Show. My name is Bill Altman and you're from the Premier Advisory Group, so your local retirement and investment planning fiduciary here to talk to you about what's going on in the market around you, what's going on in just life in general, I guess. And with us today is, as always, our co-host, Tony Shore. He's been with us here for a long time on on the wonderful radio, which not only can you hear us on KFAB here, right here in Omaha, but you can tune into Spotify and Apple Play and Google Play and all this other uh, all this other uh, podcast, right? There's a new podcast out there, isn't there, Tony? A new company, even. Um. Yep. Yep. There's. Uh. We're adding the podcasts all over the place uh, to different formats. Uh. And you can get it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts right now, and of course on your website. So. Uh. Yeah. Yep. We've got it, and amazing. It's great, and we have a lot of listeners out there. I know you've been talking and meeting with some of our listeners even this past week, but but really, you need a proper introduction, Bill. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, uh, why we're here, Bill Altman, right? <laughs> the crowd goes wild, Bill. The crowd loves it. I like it. it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Well, I'll tell you, Tony, it is a lot of fun being with everybody uh, on the radio here. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I feel like I am with you and I'm with you in your homes and uh, right at your kitchen table talking to you about what's going on. And it's been a lot of fun. And we've been on doing this for quite a while now. And we get uh, listeners from really all over that call into the show or they call in email. Uh, it's a lot of fun because a lot of people have questions about retirement that just aren't being answered. And we see that time and time and time again. I mean, in 2020, it's almost like we had a lost year. Remember the lost decade from 2000 through 2010? Yes. In 2020 was like one of those weird, strange, crazy years. It really and was. Hopefully, and it feels like it's lingering a little bit, but hopefully things start to get back to some uh, some past normal right yeah. uh, you know i don't uh, you know a new normal i don't know it's like now they fauci tells us to like double bag it double mask i mean come on now really we were really gonna double mask i i don't know i just i might have a little issue with that but it is what it is it, you know what and my my daughter says you do you and i'll do me that's what she says how about that <laughs> yeah. that's a that's a good outlook so speaking my, of a crazy year but the markets right now have been a little crazy this past week haven't they Oh, they sure have, Tony. You know, markets, you know, we're still reeling from the Reddit side and all all the craze and, and the shorting of a stock. You take GameStop, who is basically a company uh, near bankruptcy, right? GameStop, the, I call it the blockbuster of video game stores. Sure. Okay? So you have, yeah. you have, you know, the blockbuster of video game GameStop that 
that really their their main thing is selling these console systems that people just order online nowadays or the actual video game itself, um, a hard copy, a tangible piece. Well, so much of that is done online. They go to an app, they download it straight to their Xbox or their PlayStation, whatever it may be. So a lot of these brick and mortars, unfortunately, because I'm a huge fan of brick and mortars, yeah. but a lot of those brick and mortars just aren't uh, so relevant as they used to be. And so what we saw was this huge... Uh, uh, coup almost, you know, I guess call yep. it what you want, but a lot of people got on and decided at, at one time to buy into a stock that was being heavily shorted, uh, heavily shorted. So we're betting on the downside of a stock. We're betting that the stock will go down and shorting is actually a, a fairly risky game. And the, and the reason for that is because there is unlimited downside, uh, Really, there's unlimited downside. Um, if that stock continues to go up, so let's pretend that the stock never did indeed go down, but in fact, it started going up like we saw with GameStop because of all these people buying into it, all these individual smaller investors, right, buying into it at once. All these people, all these big hedge funds that were shorting it, they were betting that it was going down. They were losing money. Yep. And there's just unlimited loss potential when you short a stock because that stock can keep going up. There's really no ceiling on it, right? Because it's a supply and demand. You're pumping money into it and it's driving that price up. So it's a scary thing. And, 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 and scarier is a lot of these individual investors, you know, if they don't get out in time or they didn't get out in time, um, then they might get they might get hit pretty hard with losses um, on the flip Flip side of that, the hedge funds. I mean, we've seen hedge, big hedge funds down over fifty percent, you know, year to date. Uh, really, because of the scenario, the situation going on, it's important to make sure, Tony, that we're g- g- keeping um, keeping with the plan, staying the course. You know, hindsight's all, always twenty twenty. You know, if you look back at it and say, "Hey, should I have?" You know, from a financial standpoint, uh, as for a, a, a gains, making money. Should I have bought GameStop at the perfect time and sold at the perfect time? Well, of course, right? But what is the perfect time? Where is the crystal ball? Yeah. You, you listeners out there, if you have the crystal ball and you you have this amazing ability to time the market, please come and talk to me. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'd love, exactly. you know, you could be invaluable to me. Yeah. But the, the bottom line is it's not so much timing the market, it's time in the market. And it's really, really important to, to pay attention to that. I talk to people all the time about that close friends i talked to that where where it's like hey you know bill you know elections are coming up and we're gonna pull out of the market we want to pull out of the market and Mm. and i i think uh, you know because it's gonna go down and i say well well sir you know it's a friend i'm not gonna mention his name but sir and he's listening probably right now so he knows who i'm talking (laughs) about so i'm like hey maybe you're only 50 years old and you said you're 15 years away from retirement, maybe it's not the best time to start timing the market and try to pretend when we know it's going to go down. And in fact, he was wrong. So we did in fact pull that person out of the market. We went to cash and the market went up and he probably lost out on about 20 total percent. And and he knows that, you know, and, and it's one of those things where he knows, you know, he's like, oh, I should have listened to you, Bill. I should have listened. And it's not that I have this right, amazing answer. It was the fact that we're staying the course. We created a plan and let's stay the course. We talk about that in every appointment uh, that we sit down with people and we go through a risk tolerance assessment. And one of the questions, like I say, said so many times on the show before, if you were to lose 20% in, in, a, in your account, what would you do? Stay the course? Would you immediately sell, change to a more conservative option or buy more while it's down? Um, I, I would say, you know, you have two main 
two main pieces. If you are well diversified, if you have a plan in place and you're very comfortable with that plan, let's stay the course, right? And I think that's the key. Or if you can buy into it while it's down, those are the two keys. It's not sell while it's down unless your plan is so, or there's not a plan, right? You know, or, or you're, or you're so heavily invested in equities that maybe it's time to pull out, you know, and you you hear about these other type of plans out there that say, okay, 10% down, we'll cut your losses and take you out of the market for a while. I heard another guy uh, that's, uh, that has a show talking about that, or, you know, you pick the number you're down, if you're down 10, 10%, or if you're down 20%, we'll immediately sell and wait till it starts to come back and then buy you back in. Wow. They have the crystal ball then, you know, maybe I should go over to them and work for them. <laughs> Get real. You know, it's, a t- it's time in the market. We right. have to pay attention to that. We have to pay attention to the long-term plan and, and, and what we're doing with it. How much income we're going to draw from it in retirement is very key. We want to make sure that we're not uh, pressing the press, right? <laughs> press, listen to this basketball on my mind. Hey, how about those Creighton Jays? Holy oh, smokes. Yeah. You know, but it's okay. They'll come back and they're in it to win it, I feel. But you, 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 take, uh, you take my daughter's basketball team, right, and say they go out and they go press. They're pressing it. You know, they're pre- pressing their defense, pressing, keeping everybody yep. on the other side, putting a lot of pressure on it. We don't want to put pressure on your accounts. We don't want to press your accounts too much, right? And they say uh, Morningstar has like a 4% rule that, that came on. Uh, a long time ago, and they said four percent should be the most that you draw out of your account to keep it to keep it up. Um, and then that changed in 2013 because of where interest rates went down to 2.8 percent distribution. Now, recently, the the guy that actually came out with the four percent rule, he he said, well, actually, I think it might be four and a half percent now. <laughs> I, and I and I think, yeah, that, I don't know if you heard that, Tony, but I that's did. very recent. Yeah. And and it's kind of like, well. Maybe, but isn't each individual person different? And we have to make sure that we're watching out for that. Right. Uh, There's those rule uh, of thumbs, you know, the blanket rule like that for everyone that doesn't work. It it really doesn't. The whole one size fits all mentality, I just completely do not agree with. We have to make sure that you are drawing your assets or drawing your income from the right asset, number one. And that, that, that's key to understand why you are pulling out of one account versus the other. We talk about on, when we go through our compass reports and I determine where the withdrawal should come from, what account the withdrawal should come from. You ask me out there what uh, withdrawal I'm talking about. Well, I'll tell you, it's the withdrawal that you need to take out of your account to pay yourself in retirement. When you stop working and you have no more income coming from your job, right, you want to now start paying yourself from your retirement accounts if you need to supplement income. And so and the, the common question is, well, okay, I get that piece, but where do I take it from? I have an IRA, I have a Roth IRA, I have this non-IRA altogether that taxes have already been paid on it. Where do I take the money from, Bill? And it, it, it depends, you know, definitely depends on the person in the situation, tax brackets. Sure. But I can tell you, for the most part, in today's tax brackets, because we're at some of the lowest in history, I like taking out of the IRA first, the qualified money. And not always, but but sometimes I do, right? And, and that's 
fairly common. So start drawing down that taxable money, that money that's never been taxed before. Let's start drawing down that first at these low tax brackets. And then maybe your non-IRA money, the, the money that you've already paid taxes on, but it's but you're paying taxes on the gains each year typically, or there's capital gains involved or whatever it might be, or there's interest earned. And then the final is maybe the Roth. Maybe we leave that Roth for later when taxes go up. Because again, you know, what did we spend? 10 trillion bucks recently on the Corona? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a T, folks. T as in Thomas. Uh, $10 trillion. Have you, <laughs> can you imagine $10 trillion, Tony, what we could do with that? Oh. Amazing, right? It, it, but we did. There's a lot of debt out there. You know, you have over $30 trillion in debt on just over a $20 trillion economy. You're running 150% ratio there. That's not necessarily healthy. So what happens? The government spends more or or, or government spends less or they tax more, you know, and, and it, we run into the situation. I don't care who's in office. I don't care if the Democrat or a Republican. Do they spend more each time? It certainly seems like oh, it. Yeah. You know, what What about the balance, the budget being balanced? I haven't seen that happen yet. You know, it's constantly something that we're running into. And maybe, maybe it's it's that we keep putting a Band-Aid on the problem and we're not fixing it. We just keep putting a Band-Aid on it. And, and then every time you peel that Band-Aid, it just ugh, hurts, you know. And that's what we're doing. We pumped all this money in. We've taken all this debt out. We've printed all this money. Who's going to pay for it when? Will the government spend less money and balance that budget? Let's... Let's not give them the benefit of the doubt, even though I love giving the benefit <laughs> of the doubt to people. Let's not do that this time. No. Okay. L- let's say that they're going to spend more. They're going to keep doing it and they're going to tax more. Okay. Cause I don't think they're going to, I don't, I mean, I don't think they're going to, you know, taxes are going to go down, but let's just pretend they go up. So let's make sure that we're looking at this from the angle of, of, you know, reality, you know, I'm not a pessimist and say, Oh, you know, I'm the guy that's going to, this is it's all going to it's all going South. Everything's going down. Come on now. I don't believe that. You know me, I'm the eternal optimist over here, but let's be realists at the same yeah. time. And Taxes let's understand tax are going to probably go up. So let's take out of the Roth money to. last right? The Roth money comes last so you can build it up. So in the future, when taxes are sky high, you have all this money that's completely tax free. Maybe that's the option. And you've and you've either converted or drawn down all that taxable money, all that all the money that's never been taxed. Maybe we've either converted that into Roth or you've drawn it down as income options, right? And so we we look at that. That's very, very important. Well, and and all there's changes coming down the pike for taxes. We all know that. And we're experiencing still uh, currently some of the lowest taxes. Uh, in our nation's history right now. So you want to take advantage of that. Maybe now's the time before the taxes go back up to convert to a Roth. So um, I I think that's smart. I mean, obviously all your retirement accounts have tax implications and so many people think, oh, I don't need to worry about taxes in retirement because I'm no longer working. But what they don't, (laughs) they still have income coming from somewhere and uh, most of it, if not all, can be taxed uh, in a lot of cases, right? That's exactly right. And we just, it's something you have to pay attention to. And if your effective tax tax bracket right now is 12, you're probably going to see me put in an effective tax bracket of 20 for the future. Not because I necessarily think it's going to go there, uh, but we just want to add cushion. We want to kind of want to water it down or what I call stress testing your portfolio. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you gotta, you gotta push and stress test it. Right. (laughs) So I I like it. Now let's talk about social security because we haven't talked about that in a while. And so we covered taxes in retirement. 
Uh, but Social Security, there's also probably going to be some changes made to Social Security this year. And that is really such a, a big part of almost everyone's, not everyone, but almost everyone's retirement plan, right? It really is. And it really uh, it fits right into uh, it's a perfect segue from our tax talk, because Social Security is something that isn't fully taxed yet, I will say. Um, but right now, the most that your Social Security could be taxed, the biggest portion at 85 percent. So 85 percent of your Social Security check is taxable. It could be as low as 50 percent is taxable. And there's actually also zero taxes. So if you're a single person making under $25,000 a year collecting social security, um, you're really zero of that's taxable. So it's kind of interesting the way it works. So it fits right in. Social security is uh, often misunderstood. And I hear so often, again, blanket statements, generalizations, which kind of scare me. And a lot of it's, you know, wait until the last minute to turn on your social security. Let's wait until age 70 to turn it on. I just always ask, well, what happens to all those checks that you deferred? What are all those checks that you left on the table? If you're 66 right now and you're, and you're telling yourself that you're going to wait till 70, well, that's 48 checks that you're leaving on the table, right? 48 checks. If you're married, that's 96 checks that you need to account for. You need to make that money up. If it's a, if it's $48,000 total, uh, you know, or whatever the number is, or if it's $2,000 a month at 66 years old and you have 48 months, you have $96,000 that, that, you know, that's how much you have to make up. It's, it's something that you have to pay attention to. It's the break even point for every month you defer your social security or delay taking those benefits. It's, it's one check that you left on the table. And so what's, where's the break even point and, and how long do you have to wait before you recover it? And is the bird in the hand better than the two in the bush? Do you know your life expectancy? We can take an educated guess on the life expectancy. We can see how long mom and dad lived and aunts and uncles, grandma and grandpa. We can see, you know, we can our own health, how we're doing. But ultimately, we don't know when that final day is going to be upon us and things could happen. Accidents happen. Sickness happens, even to the healthiest of us. So we have to pay attention to if we start taking Social Security earlier instead of delaying it. Right. And so I start taking it now and Social Security isn't fully taxed. It's less money that I take from my investable assets, my portfolio. Right. It's less money that you have to take from there. It's the faster your assets will probably grow and the less taxes that you'll pay overall. Again, depending on the situation, everybody is completely different, but it's important to make sure that we're just not one size fits all and never, you should wait. Can I, can I make the numbers work on paper to show it's better to take it at age 70? Yes. You know, because we have a longer, uh, we have a, a lot bigger amount. If your your benefit from age sixty six through age seventy grows at eight percent per year, so your full retirement age. If your full retirement age, if you were born in nineteen fifty five, it's sixty six and two months, uh, sixty six and four months. If you were born in nineteen fifty six, and that goes all the way up till age seventy, right? In those two month increments, so you go up to age, uh, or excuse me, go up to age sixty seven. Age 67 currently is the, the latest full retirement age, the latest middle number. From full retirement age, your middle number 
all the way out through age 70, Social Security grows at 8% per year. Simple interest, not compound, simple interest. That's great, but again, what could that check do for me right now? Right. Yeah. So that's key. Uh, Spousal benefits, they're still here. Some people think that they're completely gone. That is not true. Spousal benefits are still here. Ex-spousal benefits. If you've been married for 10 years or longer, you have options to take benefits from your ex-spouse. It does not hurt your ex-spouse. It does not hurt the new spouse that your ex is married to. It doesn't hurt anybody. In fact, if you're in that situation, you could get spousal benefits as long as you're not remarried. Because if you're remarried, you could get spousal benefits potentially from your new spouse, right? But if you yourself are have been married for 10 years or longer, and you're not remarried, then you're eligible for these extra benefits. And what do your benefits do in the meantime? They grow. So you could actually be receiving Social Security at the same time as growing your Social Security benefits. Uh, Survivor benefits. Survivor benefits for both um, uh, folks that were married when the spouse passed away and that were not married, divorced, and their ex-spouse passed away. If they're not remarried, they can actually get survivor benefits even if it was an ex-spouse based on the ex-spouse's, the deceased spouse record. And those benefits can actually start as early as age 60, Tony. So those are things that if we take these ex-spousal benefits or the, or the, the survivor benefits, in the meantime, while we are growing our own benefit, it's a win-win across the board. Those are the type of things that are available on the Social Security website, but I would say kind of buried, harder to find unless you know what you're looking for. And there's just so many people going through the system, it'd be impossible for Social Security to call everybody and let them know what their benefits look like. Well, right, Bill. And we just have a couple of minutes left. Is there anything else you want to add before we have to go today? Well, Tony, I'll tell you, uh, we do have some upcoming events uh, coming up in March. So stay tuned uh, to our website. And if you want to register for one of these events, uh, they'll be held at Champions Run at 6 p.m. They will be a dinner event. It is complimentary. So please call in for that uh, for your reservation. Seating is obviously limited, Uh, but Omaha restrictions have uh, opened up quite a bit. in the green, which is fantastic. So we can have, start having these events. We will obviously keep in mind all uh, social distancing practices and to keep every, everybody safe and all that kind of good stuff. And if you've never been to Champions Run, fantastic place, fantastic uh, dinner, and you'll get to meet yours truly here. And I'll talk to you about state of the market, what's going on. And uh, we might have our CPA there. Bill Kaiser might be there on Medicare side. So we'll have a lot of fun there and I'd love to see you. So please give us a call 402 402- five five seven six seven three zero again it's four zero two five five seven six seven three zero and you can always visit us on the web at paradvisor.com that's p-a-r advisor.com uh, again, we'd love to see you. We'd love to meet with you here in the office. We do offer you a complimentary consultation. Again, give us a call at that number, 557-6730. And wishes for a beautiful weekend for everybody and a, and a warm-up for next week. All right. Sounds great, Bill. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Big O Money Show with our host, Bill Altman. Thank you for listening to The Big O Money Show. 
Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Bill Altman at the Premier Advisory Group. Call 402-557-6730 or visit their website at P-A-R-A-D-V-I-S-O-R.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Bill Altman and the Premier Advisory Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.